Welcome to the Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Hey, Tom. Hey, Dan. John. Hi, Dan. Oh, you sound different, Hi, John. Why do you sound different? Because I, <laughs> I, you know, life uh, throws you a lot of curveballs. So I'm sitting in my living room right now um, on the podcast. Well, we appreciate you being still willing to hop on the phone. And on the phone, on the other line, look at us, Tom. We've got two different lines. We're very technical. Dan, and I, are, Dan and I are sitting here alone in the shop by ourselves. <laughs> we're making fishing rods. Staring at each other. Oh, no, we're stealing fishing rods. We're, well, yeah, obviously. That's <laughs> don't, tell, don't, don't, don't tell, tell John. Don't tell John. Well, we already covered up all the security cameras. But joining us here over the phone, we also have Jason Reverman. Uh, Jason Reverman, how are you doing? I, I, I would introduce you for what you're known for, but if you Google Jason Reverman, you are associated with like 9,000 different places. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you still there, Jason? Uh oh. Oh boy. Did we, we bragged about ourselves and then we didn't make it work? Yeah. There he oh, is. Oh, there he is. Uh, I do a little bit of everything. Yes. Yep, I'm here. So I was just noticing, and I was talking to John before uh, before we came on, that you're starting a, a fishing guiding service. Is that correct? J Rev Outdoors? Yeah, I just started JREV Outdoors. Um, I've been doing some part-time guiding for many years and just decided to actually make it more official. Yeah, I'm looking at the website right now. The thing looks, it looks super legit. I was, uh, I've been working on that for a while and finally released it at the end of January, so... Um, one uh, kind of personal note here: I've been looking to hire or to to rent out an ice castle for myself, my brother, and our and our sons. Do you you looks like you have some ice castles here, or some hard houses at least for sure for sleepers, huh? I have an ice castle and a glacier that I I will rent out. Do you have any available dates? <laughs> Pretty open right now. Oh man. We might have to connect. We might have to connect. How far are you from uh, the Twin Cities? Uh, about an hour. Oh, my gosh. I'm about halfway between St. Cloud and Alexandria. Okay. All right. Well, when we go to commercial break, we're going to uh, we're gonna have to talk some turkey because I've. it's hard to find dates, and me and my brother finally just got to the, the okay to take the kids out. That would be awesome. How are you guys' conditions up there? They've actually gotten really good. Our slush went away with that cold weather and then now with this warm weather all the snow is settling down so it's getting really good right now so what is the the main things that you're fishing for are you multi-species or is there is it a panfish bite is it a walleye bite is it just kind of all whatever's happening whatever the hot bite is um i can find a walleye bite uh, we don't have any walleye lakes that are are known for much of a daytime bite so it's for walleyes it's going to be a morning and evening bite and then panfish during the days or in the evenings too Ooh, that sounds kind of like a nice mixed bag yeah whatever there's a little bit of everything around this area so we got a few bigger lakes big birch little birch big swan and then we got quite a few smaller lakes around here as well are you guys' lakes good for truck travel right now? Yeah, we've been driving on for over a month already. Oh, really? Wow. Well, that's very different from where we are. I think there, you guys are in the ice belt that's still solid. I mean, that part of the state has been really, really good. And that, uh, I guess, you don't have the slush conditions of other places. 
Our smaller lakes did have slush on. We, they had a little too much ice on actually when we got all that snow, so it didn't settle. Um, and then uh, it just held the slush for quite a while till that cold spell showed up. Our bigger lakes didn't have as much ice, so they actually settled and then it all turned to ice for the most part. So the big lakes are actually better than the smaller lakes, but they're all good right now for the most part. So with your guiding in multiple different lakes, so I guess, you know, for, I'm asking now for myself. So would, if we book with you or when we book with you, how do we know where we're going? Um, if you have a certain lake you want to get on, I can do that. Otherwise, whatever the hot bite is, it it's going to be in the area. Hmm. So you're moving these houses all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fishing out of the portables and, and just hop, hole hopping. And then uh, when I get on a bite, some of my guiding's done out of the otters or just on the ice. And then if people want to book for a hard house, I have a couple of them. So either way. That looks awesome. Yeah, you got the the glacier looks like it's a pretty big unit. Yeah, that's a 18-footer. I just picked up that one this year and uh, I really like it getting it all dialed in so padded up to Leech Lake myself and then we were up by Gull Lake we actually fished uh, North Long with my family for for uh, my parents gave us uh, and the kids uh, we went to Craigans and then fished up there for a day I love that area my brother and I just drove through there Tom and I just drove through there on our way up to Lake of the Woods and it is so pretty. I told you that too, John, when we were up there for that uh, Minnesota Teen Challenge fishing tournament. It's just, it's such a scenic area of the of the state. It's uh, it's kind of a hidden gem. I don't think a lot of people appreciate it as much that that Gull Lake side. I mean, it's actually a little bit more hilly than people realize, and it's, it's got so many different lakes. There's just it's jam packed with every kind of lake uh, you could think of, and some pretty good fishing opportunities too. John, do you know, if, is Gull Lake considered, uh, a, I mean, it's a flowage, right? It's part of the Mississippi? Uh, I don't I don't think it's part, really part of the Mississippi. I think it's just a, it's kind of just a, I don't even know if it's technically a flowage, but I mean the well, Gull da- River. It's dammed, right? There's a big dam on it? Yeah, there is a dam up in the, the um, I don't know what you, there's like, I think a couple actually. So it's got to be flowing yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. Where it flows from the Gull River, I believe. I'd have to almost look at a map. But yeah, it, it yeah. flows. I'm sure it, it actually technically is kind of more like a reservoir. Huh. Yeah, I have no idea. I've not, Like I said, I the only time I'd been on there was with you, John. Anyways. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a huge lake. And I, when I was a kid, I only fished the north end. Like, we never went to the south end of the lake. So, um, but it was also a time where you had 14 foot fishing boats too. That, that lake can get a little rough. Yeah. It was a lot bigger than I expected. Yeah. You turn the corner and it, it, it's very gigantic with many, many ob- obstructions and stuff to hit. It's very different from that Alexandria area where it's smaller kind of pothole lakes or, or, or ones that are not quite as big, I suppose. Maybe there's mm-hmm. big ones there. I don't know. I don't know much about the Alexandria area, Jason. Lahamadu. Lahamadu. I was going to say, Jason, do you, do you fish up in the Alexandria area too then? 
I don't get up there too often. Um, I get up to Osakis and my parents actually have a, a trailer house on Smith Lake, which is right by Osakis. So we get up in that area once in a while. No, you know, Osakis has been a bit, a bit of, pretty hot lake for a long time it seems to be kicking out big panfish for years and i don't know how it sustains that much pressure i think it it kind of feeds itself because it has a lot of shallow water that isn't very fishable so i think they have a lot of area to hide and pretty good spawning so they they just have a good recovery they and they don't fish the whole lake real much in the winter they they fish the north end very hard but the rest of the lake is doesn't have a lot of pressure on it yeah i was just talking to a buddy uh a few minutes ago about lakes that are highly pressured sometimes the fish go in areas that are really unknown um i know a few years ago a friend of mine and i were fishing on a lake that's got a it's really pressured um, and the, we found bluegill, they must have been under four feet of water. And we had like two feet of ice, two, two and a half feet of ice. And we were fishing just this little kind of sliver of water. And we were killing fish. I mean, just absolutely lights out. Um, but the fish were all up really shallow, like not where you'd expect them to be. Yeah, they found a food source up there, I'm sure. and And getting away from the noise, so... Yeah. It can be hard to yeah, fish that shallow water because any noise you make, you spook them out of there sometimes. So, yeah, basically anything that we did was would, would, would spook the school for ten minutes. You know, you, you fight a fish too long, and the school is gone. Jason, are you finding that the same lakes that you fish in the winter are the ones that you do in the summer as well, or are you still are you moving all around all basically all the time? Um, I live on a small lake. I live on Kings Lake by Freeport. So I do fish out here, but um, I fish a big birch a lot. Uh, I'm out there quite a bit. I'm actually a handyman as well for uh, the guy that recently sold Outdoor News, and I've worked for him for over 20 years as his handyman. So I'm his handyman. I'm his personal personal fishing guide on big birch. So <laughs> you work. You've worked for Outdoor News too, haven't you? Yeah, I also work for Outdoor News. I've been with them for 19 years now. You guys just launched a new a new website for them too. Yeah, we did a total makeover of the website. The whole paper is actually on the website right now. And right now it's free, but it's going to be behind a paywall coming up soon. Will there be any parts of it that'll be free? Yeah, there's going to be parts of it that will be accessible to everyone uh we we have always had bloggers and stuff that are on there so everything that was on the old website was free so all of that stuff is going to remain free and then some additional stuff as well are they doing away with the uh, print edition then no print edition is very popular yet we have lots of people that that ask for the print edition and then we do have a digital version as well and then now we will have the web version okay. as well. So. That's a state fair staple going to get the going up to the the booth and getting your free outdoor news there. Yep. 
a lot of people show up at the shows, uh, Outdoor News. I don't even know how many shows they do a year, but uh, Outdoor News is actually in seven states. Uh, Minnesota is the only weekly one. All the other ones are bi-weekly. So we're also in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New York, Ohio, and Illinois. Hmm, I did not know that. Is that are they regional, different regional papers yeah. then? Yeah, we have an editor and sales staff hired in each state. So everything is, is local news, local information for them. And then all of them are laid out in Minnesota. So are so they all printed in Minnesota then and then distributed out? No, we have a, a couple different printers that print the papers. Gotcha. So I'm already subscribed to the to the paid fish report part of the website. Does that part carry over? That's going to be rolled into the the website. Is I'm it, not exactly sure how they're pulling that together, but that's that's how they're going to do that. The fishing report is going to become part of the new website. Gotcha. Yeah, I love that fishing report. I check it every week. I I posted a couple reports there as well. So that's that's some of what I do for outdoor news. I I do work on the fishing report page, and then I do some social media stuff. I write some hunting and fishing tips, and then we have our Outdoor News Junior Pro Team, which is our youth organization for anyone 18 and under. And then uh, it's free for them to sign up, and then they get a, a monthly newsletter, and then we do some some drawings and giveaways. Uh, they've done uh, some fishing tournaments where Tuned Up actually sponsored them. I, we gave a couple of rods away on a couple different tournaments there. So just trying to get more kids involved with the outdoors. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I, I'm thinking about maybe how I could set that up with the kids fishing club that I do at my school. I wonder if there's some way to tie those two together. That might be interesting to look at. Yeah, you maybe yeah, you get yeah. them to do an article a couple of weeks before about it. Dan. Yeah, or have the kids sign up for the for the outdoor news fishing thing. Yeah, for the junior junior pro staff. Yeah, it's our junior pro team. So it's jrproteam.com and it there you can sign up right on the website. And, and it's they free? can submit photos and yeah, it's totally free to join and and then we do weekly drawings for all the members and giveaways either junior pro team gear or um, we've had some other sponsors that we've given away product as well that would make sense too then john since you already sponsored the the elm creek fishing team yeah no that would make perfect sense perfect sense but maybe you know we could find another avenue for somebody else willing to donate um some tackle and stuff to these kids because it's a pretty impactful thing for me to watch these kids that you know come from a different background than i did maybe never stepped foot in a boat to watch their eyes light up when they catch a fish or just even just a day on the water. It's a, it's a good, good experience. Yeah. We got to nail down a day for that, John. Summertime. Summertime. <laughs> Can't be too, too late in the summer. The kids are going to be gone. No, that's true. What we, we've done it in late May, right? Yeah. The end of May or the very beginning of June. Yeah. It's usually a little chaotic in my schedule during that time. Yeah. We got to order those rods too. Yes. 
I'm sure you'll love me talking about that. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a labor of love for sure. <laughs> yeah. Every year it's always like, oh my gosh, why are we doing this? Yep. I say it every year. Why do we do this? And then you see the smile on the kid's face and it's all worth it. Yeah, then Jason, it makes sense. Out, out, outdoor news, do you like trout ponds or anything like that anymore? Or did they ever do that stuff? Not that I recall. Outdoor News did the Deer and Turkey Classic um, a few years ago. We had a trout pond there. Uh, The Deer and Turkey Classic is still going. It's just being managed by Eric Meyer, which is, uh, he also works for Outdoor News, but that's now his show. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what made you get it? get into guiding and doing it more serious. I mean, is it, you know, I mean, that's a, I don't know, that's kind of a stressful thing I would think to try to make people get on fish all the time. It is. Um, but fishing is my passion. I, I really enjoy getting out and helping others, you know, learn, learn new ways to, to get on fish. And, and it's always great seeing people successful. Uh, I had a guide trip uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, the one guy was from, well, all three of them were were originally from California, and the one had moved to Texas, and then he's been in Minnesota now for a while. And then the other two were from California, so it was their first time ever on ice. So that was a pretty cool experience. That's got to be. I, th- I think for a lot of people, they don't understand how weird it is to walk on ice. It's just it's yeah, a that, different that experience was a, for a lot of people. That was a trip in the glacier, so they were, and, uh, the guys told them they were going ice fishing. They were thinking, you know, what the heck is ice fishing? Is that just, you know, drilling a hole and sitting on a bucket? And then when he told them, no, we're going to be in a, a shelter, they got in the glacier and she was in there and she looked and she's like, we're ice fishing, sitting on a couch. I, I didn't expect this. They're a lot more comfortable than they're expecting, I suppose, huh? Yeah. But I mean, ice fishing has advanced so much over the last few years, just the clothing and shelters and everything is, is it's a lot more comfortable to be out on the ice than it was years ago. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a uh, comfort ice fisherman myself, so I'm not. There's not been many times where I'm sitting on a bucket. I will I will take the the advances in the in the technology any day for me. Well, it's really opened up ice fishing for so many more people. I mean, the the wheelhouses are everywhere now on the lakes, and and they show up on Friday, and they're there till Sunday, and. Uh, lakes are getting fished a lot harder and a lot more people are, are in it. So it's cool to see. Yeah. I I've fished out of an ice castle a handful of times and it's definitely a very different, much more comfortable experience. Um, and if you have somebody who can put you right on the spot where there's fish catching, that's awesome. Dan and I have had the chance to introduce a few people to not just ice fishing, but being on the ice for the first time in their lives ever. And, you know, it's, we don't think of ourselves as super unique up here, but 
some people, you know, like we we have some friends that uh, they they're Persian originally from Iran, and they had and they had you know desert, hot desert. They'd never ever been on the ice before. They had never even walked on the ice before, and brought a group of like uh, fifteen of them up to uh, Red Lake, and they had a blast. And then I have a good friend that's uh, grew up and uh, lived in Kenya most of his life, and uh, he he's totally terrified to go on ice you know he's he's been in minnesota for the last 10 years and he's never stepped step foot on the ice and i uh i said wear your boots today because we're gonna we're gonna go up to lake malax we actually flew uh an airplane up to malax and landed on the lake in late march and that was that was quite the experience for him i'm sure i mean it, it can be scary but i i know i've done it my whole life my i grew up fishing um my dad owned a bait shop when I was young and we fished every single weekend for the most part. So, um, I've been doing it my whole life. So to me, hearing the ice crack is no big deal, but when you take some new people out there and they, the truck comes driving out and the ice cracks and they don't really know what to do. Yeah. There's been a few times where we've had, um, newbies out there like in a, in a sleeper and, um, middle of the night a pressure ridge goes and the house shakes for a couple you know 30 seconds and had one guy dive out of the bunk <laughs> out under the ice in his underwear because he thought we were going in and <laughs> i just rolled over and i just said I just, I just laughed i thought it was fun you know if that's if it's if that's if that's the way you're gonna go eh, i can think of worse ways to go i suppose mm, i wouldn't want to do i don't want to go that way <laughs> i mean there might be worse but i don't want to do that either yeah, at least you're catching fish. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Oh, I think we should take a quick break here. I think John might be on his way back to the studio, so we might be able to have uh, a little bit better audio quality from John. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk more with our guest Jason Reverman, and uh, want to hear more about the guide service and outdoor news and all that jazz. So, all right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second. Hey everyone, this is Dan from the Iceman, and I'm here to talk about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. I feel spring is right around the corner, and this is the time for you to be ordering your open water rods. You need to get them in order now so you can get them in time for hitting the open water as it comes around. And when you do, make sure you use the promo code ICEMAN to save yourself 10% on checkout. And since it's getting warmer out and spring is right around the corner, you need a new cooler, and that's going to be a Maluna cooler. Made in Minnesota, epically cold coolers. Uh, Use the code ICEMAN for 15% off on your order. And when you think of ice going away, I think of springtime crappie fishing. Nothing's better than tying on a Bonita from FreedomBaits.com. Hand-poured, high-quality plastics. And check out all their newest and hottest colors this year. And even though the ice is starting to go away, it is never too late, or too early, I should say, to start looking at your trips for next year. And you can contact the people over at Ice Camp Outfitters to get yourself set up for next year's ice adventures at IceCampOutfitters.com. Make sure you use the promo code ICEMAN. Book early and book often. Book right? early. Book often. <laughs> John, you sound different. I sound way better. I did not like that being on the phone there, but I had to get <laughs> my kids to bed, and everybody knows that uh, that's an important thing. Hey, kids need to sleep. 
Yeah. You miss it by 20 minutes, your life is over for the next three days. It's like when you wake up and go to work just a little bit too late, and all of a sudden your 20-minute commute's an hour and a half. That is true. It's it's almost a what is if it's your rhythm of life, mm-hmm. it works, Don't want to works it. much better. I've actually been trying to change my uh, sleep patterns. Mm. How so? Got me uh, to sleep? You're going to try to sleep now? <laughs> no, I didn't get rid of sleep. I'm trying to sleep like an hour or two longer a day. It's good for you. Yeah, it's about double. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good for you, John. You got to you gotta get a solid six in at least. Six is not. Six is a magical number if I hit six. That's not good, Get yourself man. a sleep number 360 smart bed. You know, okay, I have I have a bone to pick with sleep number. I, so I laid in one of those beds, and mm-hmm. then they, they get you in the whatever, the sleep number three. You're like, ah, oh, this is comfy. And then they bring you to the, the some kind of... I seven and they're like this is great and you can put all this stuff and your feet get colder and your head gets warmer or whatever and they're like well instead of three thousand dollars it's eleven thousand dollars and I'm like oh yeah well I'll take some back pain for I'd rather have my head cold and my feet warm I think or whatever it it was something like that (laughs) no I think it was your feet your feet get warmed up yeah and they had like cooling and they would like sense motion and stuff I'm like I don't know I feel like I don't I don't want an AI robot trying to you tell me where to you sleep. You don't need a smart bed? We got a smart bed about two years ago and we got the C4. So that's like the it's like the second to the bottom yeah. of the 360 lineup. And it is so awesome, John. It is such a comfortable bed. Dan I hits mean, that bed like a bomb. It is It is so amazing. You, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you lay down. So you set your sleep number like you, you know you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. But then when you lay down, it automatically contours to you and you just feel yourself sink into it like perfectly. It's like a perfect sink in amount. If you're laying on your side, it sinks you into your side of sleep. If you're laying on your back, sleep sinks you into your back sleep. It is on a, it's a magical feeling every See, night. Okay. Now this is probably way, way off topic, but I, I want to see, see if Jason can weigh in on the sleep yeah, number, on the sleep number controversy here. We got one pro one against. So I don't, sleep in one position at all. I don't either. I move around all night long. But have you ever like tried to like track it with your like watch? I, I track it on my 360 app. Yeah. So I tried to track it with my watch. My watch told me I wasn't sleeping at all. They said you, you had a hundred percent motion the whole night. That's what my wife hates. (laughs) You need a CPAP. I don't, I don't, I don't snore at least. That's because you're constantly rolling over. So you don't snore. No, I constantly move in my sleep. I wear out sheets. I kick them apart. I do all kinds of terrible (laughs) stuff. Jason, do you have an opinion on the smart bed? <laughs> we got to get good resting uh, for ice fishing. We looked at them and came up to, with the same thing John did, where all of a sudden the price keeps going up and up and up, and it's like, well, that's what I wanted. I wanted all of that, but eh, I don't didn't want to pay for all that. So we knew that we had a firm. Like we we walked into it like we were going to go get sold a timeshare. We're like, we're not getting the extras. We just want the app. <laughs> just that, the that's app. what I felt like. It was like I mean, it just. For me, I, I sleep on an original mattress factory mattress. Which is a nice mattress. Well, and I, that's what we used to have. So here's my problem. I thought you tried out John's mattress. <laughs> <laughs> you could. So I, we, we bought like the, the, it gets the rock hard firm one, right? And we bought an, a queen when we first got married. And I love that mattress. That's the one we have, we brought up north. And I love it. I can't stand our new one. It's too soft. Like we went oh, one, really? just a, touch softer my wife's like she loves it she's like oh that's the greatest thing ever my hips don't hurt blah blah blah. 
I, I if I could sleep on a two by four, I think I would be much more comfortable. Uh, see a 360 smart bed. You can have your own number. Yeah. Know what my number was a hundred. And I'm like, it's still not firm enough. The guy's like, what do you want to sleep on? I'm like three quarter inch plywood. Well, that'd be cheaper. <laughs> Maybe that's what you should do. Yeah. Or just sleep on the floor. I have before. Yeah. I, well, I slept on my couch when my wife had COVID for two weeks. Uh, that, that was a mistake. I think this might be the reason why you don't get enough sleep. <laughs> you roll around and you sleep on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good way to spend five minutes. Well, wow. Anywho, thanks for wow. going with that ride with us, Jason. All right. No we, should, we should talk about guiding because I do want to hear some. Uh, do you have like crazy, crazy guiding stories? Or have you any bad customers? Uh, no, not really. I, I've, I've only guided mostly people I know um, up until now. So um, everyone's been pretty good. I'll try to keep that streak going. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna be your best because I've had uh, Dan will be your first customer that you've been banned banned for life. <laughs> ban me. I had one guide friend that left a customer at a dock, and I don't know what the the whole story was, but he said it was really bad, and he had to drop the customer off at the dock, and he left him at the dock. And I'm like, I don't know how much of a pain of a customer you'd have to be to, you know, actually have that happen. I've heard of stuff like that, you know, and I don't know. You just hope it doesn't happen, but most people that want to come fishing are are usually, I can tolerate them. <laughs> well, isn't it just the point to have fun? I mean, you want to catch fish, obviously, and you want to usually learn something. Um, but are, are more of your customers want people willing to want to learn, or is it more people just wanting to catch fish? I've always wondered that about guiding because I think a lot of people – want to learn more than they would just want to be taken around and catch fish. It all depends. Some people come up to the cabin and I'll pick them up there and they want to catch a meal of fish. They don't really care how they catch them. They just want to catch a meal of fish. Some, some want to learn, learn spots, learn techniques. They, they want to get more into it. It, it all depends on how much they, they want to fish themselves. If, if they just want to learn for being able to go and, and repeat it and do it themselves, then, then they're there to learn. Some just want a meal of fish because it's going to be one of the only times they actually go out and fish that year. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. A lot of people just, I guess, would want to just catch a meal. I just have Dan for that. That's because you don't go fishing. I don't go fishing and you don't like to eat fish. It's a perfect it's match. It's a great combination. It's like a marriage. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have the same bed. <laughs> Marriage of convenience. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we. You ever... guys might even have the same same sleep number. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mine's. I'm definitely softer than a hundred. That's for sure. That's I, I just thought of a, a genius idea. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe this has already happened. But what if you could get? I don't know. A guide from each region in Minnesota, and. They're well-known <clears throat> producers, and you could sell a chip with all of their spots at, at, at their lakes. There's no guy that would do that. So I bet you there is. Here's here's an interesting. Here, th- this one was kind of. I, 
we, weird story because we've had Jason Mitchell on and he says he basically deletes all his waypoints every year, right? I remember that. But he's like, ah, oh, don't you don't worry about waypoints. I'm like, I get that because fish move and stuff. And maybe that's more of the Dakotas. But then I also bought a Garmin from someone off IDO and the dude contacted me about a week later <laughs> and went, hey, I made a I, I made a big mistake. You know, I, I didn't mean to sell it. I'll give you a double that back. I'm like, why? Well, I turned it on and he had 2,700 waypoints <laughs> and he was like freaking out. I'm like, I mean, Jason, do you believe that, I mean, like your waypoints are actually like valuable or is it kind of fish move? It doesn't really, you know. With electronics now, you're looking for fish more than just spots. I mean, it's the waypoints get you in a spot on structure and stuff. But if you're trying to mark fish, that's not going to happen very often. They, they just something's different every year. You know, when the spring is later or earlier and fish just are in different spots all the time. Yeah, I feel like the last couple of years, fish are not no longer creatures of habit. I, I just, I think they're they're up in certain areas or like, you know, Mille Lacs, such a big body of water. There's certain spots that they're, there's always going to be some fish. But like the hot bite is never going to be the same spot. It seemed like lakes were more consistent before zebra mussels showed up. It's like they're evolving and they still haven't figured it out yet. They're, they're still changing. Um, before that, it's like, you know, maybe electronics weren't used as much back then either. So people did just go to spots, but ever since zebra mussels showed up in a lot of lakes, my spots have changed a lot. Spots that used to hold fish just, it's not the same anymore. Weeds are out to 24 feet of water. There's not true weed lines set at 16 feet of water in a lot of lakes or, or whatever depth it is. There's there's scattered weeds all over the place with the clear water. You think that's just because the zebes clean up the water so much, there's so much deeper light penetration and then fish just kind of change. They, they're evolving maybe. Yeah, weeds can grow out a lot deeper now than they ever could before just because they can get light out in that deep water. Uh, in the winter, most of them weeds go away once once the snow and, and ice blocks out the light. So then your weeds are up in your shallow water. But for summer, it, it's really opened up a lot more water. And then with, with the new electronics, with live view and stuff like that, you're you're looking for fish and you're not just fishing spots like you used to. Yeah. I've, I've kind of felt that the evolution of electronics are going to make our, we need to start pushing our limits down, like really push for lower limits or some kind of, you know, smaller take type thing because the, you know, mega live and live scope are really, you really get an advantage with that stuff. Fingers crossed. Definitely. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe for most fishermen. Dan, probably not so much. Hey, now. <laughs> did he get his put together? I did. I got the 360 built, but then I just bought the Mega Live um, bundle. So I've got a lot to learn. It does take a while to learn the, the live imaging, but once you use it, it's hard to not. Oh, I can't wait to do it. It's going to be awesome. 
I'm excited to, um, yeah, I'm excited to learn all about it. I, I think the, the landscape mode is going to be really fun this summer. Yeah, actually, I can't wait to fish with you. I might be able to fish with you before June, right? Yeah, you can come out with me anytime you want. You told me that you're available between 5.45 and 6. Yeah, every night except for uh, days ending and why. Well, now your wife's off the PTO, so maybe you can go to 6.30. Yeah, maybe. No, I'm pretty excited she's off the PTO. Good. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Do you, are you a Mega Live guy, Jason, or are you a Live Scope? Or, uh, well, I can't remember what it is for Lawrence. I've been running Live Scope for the last three years. Live Scope for, for finding fish and Markham's for, for when you're on them. Yep, that's exactly right, Dan, not Vexlar's. You know, I had my Vexlar and my Mega Live going at the same time. So I'd see the fish come up, and then I'd look over to the Vexlar so I could get a more like, so you, detailed you, you, look of it. What, do your fish glow in the dark by the time you're done with it? It was... The the hole was a hilarious experience. You got it. And then I for one day I brought the the three sixty in the house just so we could see what would happen if all of them were together. It got dumb. It yeah, got dumb. it's like star starship enterprises down there. Yeah, I mean when you're not moving when you're in the same spot for nine hours, the mega or the three sixty is not that helpful. <laughs> you still you still can't make it uh, catch fish. Like look, there's still mud down there. Weird. Yeah. What what I I don't I don't Jason the live imaging i still feel it doesn't you can't see fish that are like buried in the mud you can kind of see a little tail flicker but like a markham or something like that you almost can see them come out of there a little easier and i don't know if maybe just because i haven't played with the live imaging enough yet yeah if if there's a walleye hug in the bottom it's not real easy to see um in the winter you're a little easier you're you're able to see it a little easier because your screen isn't moving at all. Everything is, is stationary. So if you see the bottom, you know, blinking or something, you know something's cruising around down there. In the summer, when the boat's moving, and, and then it's then it's hard to pick out them bottom-hugging fish. But um, anything that's a little ways off the bottom shows up. Yeah, that's what uh, I was seeing with the mega live versus the 360 is that you can't you can't always see the fish on the bottom with the mega live but with the 360 they can't really hide like you're going to see that little white like tic tac or rice kernel the mega 360 was the weirdest it, i mean the one time i actually like didn't fish and used it i mean just putting that pole down turn it on finding a school crappies walking over drilling holes catching fish and then watching the sp- school oh it's moving to the right okay Drill, you know, walk 10 paces, drill two holes, catch two more fish. Oop, it's moving a little bit more. I mean, it was just literally, it was like you just followed the school. Instead of waiting every 15 minutes to catch a fish, you just caught a fish every hole you drilled. Mm-hmm. And then once you had it all gridded out, you just, follow, you just keep going. You just follow, it was like a merry-go-round. I'm like, oh, we're going to be done in about eight minutes, guys. <laughs> yeah, 360 is basically a side scan just spinning around in a circle. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You're getting that updated image every time it spins around. So, but uh, the benefit is that with side scan, you have to be moving. I, I mean, yeah. you should be moving with 360. If you're stable, it's always like crystal clear. You could see those like schools of bait fish go through on the 360, but by the time it updated, it would be 
you know, hundred feet away. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting to see them in unison this, this, uh, this summer. What I'm waiting for is what's the next thing, right? You know, Something's going to be crazy. It's, it's going to be like a, well, they have v- that target lock now. VR which is, glasses. Everything's displayed on your glasses. That'd be crazy. We're all going to be chipped. like a fighter pilot. We're all going to be chipped soon. You watch. <laughs> we'll pull up outdoor news and I'll just put, put a, push a button on my arm and the new article will come up. Whatever you want to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you, you guys don't use AI at all with outdoor news, right? Just It's still real people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's no AI at this time. <laughs> yeah, I know. That stuff's starting to creep me out because half the articles I read, it's like, oh, I think a robot wrote this. I mean, when I write, AI is kind of kicking in all the time. It's always telling me, fix this, fix that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is true. I, wonder I don't what, think anybody's writing anything without some kind of AI. I would do terrible without spell check. I don't know if people could even read what I was typing. That must not be you working. You get a lot of red squiggly lines. It must not be working very well on your text messaging. Uh, no, because my text message, my thumbs are too big to text. So I don't. I I could use your iPad as a texting device. There you go. Yeah. That would be much better. I actually the shop phone is a little bit smaller. It's a regular one. I cannot text on that. It's it won't even register because I hit like three quarters of the keyboard each thumb. I still kind of miss the old school. Um, physical keyboard like the palm and like the, the blackberry. blackberry. The yeah. blackberries were, I, I they're it, tiny, but you could you could be pretty precise on those. I never had one of those. You never had a blackberry? Mm-mm. I had a pager. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's I, even older. I, I, I had never a, had a, I had a Palm Pilot cell phone, and that thing was awesome for texting. Yeah, I had a blackberry forever until they basically told me it wasn't valid anymore. Your BlackBerry is no longer ripe. I'm I'm thinking that Hummingbird or uh, Minkota is going to have to come out with a new trolling motor to match the to match the brushless force and uh, the the Lawrence one. What is it but called? Is, is brushless? I mean, it's more powerful. It's also supposed to be silent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Trovas aren't very loud underwater. I don't. Well, think. it would be on. The, it wouldn't be on the trove. It would be on the. Ultrex. Ultrex. I don't know. It's crazy how they all can kind of come up with the same idea so quickly. Well, that's because there's, I mean, as soon as somebody comes up with it, they all have to go, oh, shoot, we need to really figure this out right away. And yeah, I, I don't think. What, I wonder what their budgets are to buy each other's competitors' products. I wonder what the next next thing is going to be. Maybe maybe you know, Jason. What's the next thing, like uh, t- telepathy with fish or something? I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Not that I know of, but <laughs> I mean it, it, it's great. Start thinking like a fish. Well, you think when I started fishing, it was like in I don't know tenth grade. I mean, we're really serious in like tenth grade, and the FL eighteen just came out with Zoom, and we all thought that was going to be the greatest thing ever. It is great. It was the auto yeah. zoom is awesome. Yeah, it's and game changer. Because we were all in like old school. I mean, the black and white screens of Lawrence and stuff. Now I, I couldn't even imagine trying to look at a black and white screen. Can you imagine having all those like fish? What was the original fish finder called? The original Vexlar? Uh, a Hondex? It, having like four of those in the same house. 
Oh God, I don't think those signals ever went up or down. They went sideways <laughs> and like, but if you ever really want to mess a bunch of tournament guys, you take a old Lawrence green box and crank that sucker up. Just screws everything just up. Just fuzzes everybody within a, I, I swear the signals go straight out the side <laughs> sometimes. That's, that, that's kind of what I used as my first electronic on the ice. It wasn't a green box. It was, it was a Lawrence and I rigged the high speed deucer to a wooden dowel and, and it basically ran like the green box does. And when I turned it on, nobody could read their locators. <laughs> I, I mean, you look at that transducer. I don't, I mean, interference was like, that's what it did. It just screwed everybody's thing up. But that's what, what back, you know, when Vexars didn't have that, when they first started coming out, you couldn't fish near anybody or you'd have to share one. That was always the thing. You put drill three holes and put one in the middle so you could kind of see both of your jigs. Yeah, it's crazy. From that to what we have now for electronics, we we know what's going on down there compared to then. Yeah, it's really been a, the last couple of years have really made some huge jumps. Yeah, I wonder where it could go from here. There's somebody right now who's working on something that's going to blow people's minds. Well, have you ever looked at the saltwater stuff? Not like they're imaging. But their imaging puts our live scope to shame. What do you mean? Like their details of their imaging. I can't remember that the company Ray name. Ray Marine? No, it was some smaller. Simrad? Maybe a Simrad. But you could see like they could identify it was a bluefin tuna underneath the. Well, those right? things are the size of a school bus. So Yeah, I know. But I mean, everything's the size of a school bus in the ocean. Yeah. But they could identify like how big it was and where it's swimming, the direction. I think everyone on Wicked Tuna has the same exact alert on their on their finder. School bus alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. I'm sure it's going to cost us all money pretty soon. Dan, you're you're the worst person at telling it's going to cost money because you're you've bought three locators in two years. Well, that's why I have a side job. <laughs> Thanks, John. I'm going to need to raise, by the way. <laughs> I've got some stuff in my shopping cart. So, Jason, how do we how do we find you as far as your guide service and stuff? Um, I'm on Facebook as JRev Outdoors, Instagram, uh, uh, then a website at uh, JRev Outdoors. And then and you can also call me. Three two zero seven six one zero six eight five, but if you Google Jason Reverman, you should be able to find me. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you being here tonight, Jason, and thanks for uh, for putting up with our our switchover and, and audio quality, John. I'm glad you were able to make it back. I had to. I left my keys here. I left my phone here. <laughs> or my the shop phone here. Computer jacket. Don't do an inventory tonight, okay? Yeah. It's uh, Dan and there's I. Something that a shelf fell over. It was really weird. <laughs> well, it'll be the ice. You mean man. I should have came in? in yeah, tonight? you sh- you definitely should. Yeah, yeah, you missed the you missed the fire sale it'll tonight. Be an ice man podcast. <laughs> He's <laughs> gonna take my key away, Tommy. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jason, for being here. And uh, I'm gonna get in contact with you here in the next couple of days to get something booked because I I think that sounds like an awesome deal for me and my brother. Sounds good. Looking forward to it, John. Dan. Tom. Dan. It's been real. Thank you, guys. Thanks, fellas. Have a great night, all. Good night.